Um, Jesus didn't come to teach hate. Yes or no? Welcome to the Uncut Podcast. I'm Pastor Luke. I am Pastor Cameron. And this is the Uncut Podcast, where we have honest, uncut conversations about faith, life, and ministry. Um, and the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl. We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. Um, even if that feels maybe late, we're a week late on talking about it, but... Who cares? Because um, I think people are still talking about it a little bit. Not so much the game, though. Yeah, I don't like. No one cares about the game anymore. Um, <laughs> At least not around here. Yeah, right. Um, but there is um, the kind of the questions that or the things that we. What am I trying to say? Uh, sorry, I got a text right as I was trying to have that thought, but. <laughs> Um, the he gets us commercials. Yes, Jesus showed up at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know that there's been any greater piece of controversy about the Super Bowl that I've seen in recent history, other than this these he gets us commercials. At least inside of like Christian culture, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Christians always kind of freak out a little bit about the Super Bowl. Yeah, like since like. I don't know. I was a kid when Janet Jackson and that thing happened. Oh my gosh, do I have a story about that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to tell it, though. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if you're living under a rock, you might not have seen the He Gets Us commercials, or you may not have been exposed to someone commenting commenting about them. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you haven't seen them, press pause on this and go YouTube. Yeah. He gets us Super he gets Bowl us commercials. Super Bowl commercials. There's two There's, of them. Yeah. One's a fairly short one. One's like a minute. One's 30 seconds. Yeah. Not one of them apparently, well, one of them is a lot more um, uh, controversial than the other. Yeah. The long one. Yeah. The long one's a lot more controversial. There's one that is basically like starts out with who is my neighbor. Yeah. It just shows pictures of people. People, yep. The other has to do with the um, Jesus, or not Jesus, uh, people. Different? Different people washing different people's feet. Yes. So it's a series of photographs, which, by the way, before we'll talk about this before we go any farther. Those are indeed actual photographs and actors. They're not AI. AI generated. So a lot of people... We're kind of like, so that looks AI. That's definitely AI. It's not actually AI. It's a photographer who stylizes their photos to make them look that certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a series of photo- photos of like these different like scenes where one person is washing another person's feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we kind of want to like list the scenes? Like, yeah, you can. I mean, there's like head. there's there's scenes of someone like a protester washing the feet of a woman outside of an abortion clinic. Yeah. There is the scene of, is it a pastor or a priest washing the feet of someone who appears to be is presenting, presenting as as possibly transsexual or or homosexual or something like that. What are some others? Um, there's like a scene of an old African-American and an old white man That's right. mm-hmm. not washing each other's feet, but having their f- one foot each stuck into a mm-hmm. like little basin of sorts, which 
don't know. That was an interesting. That was one of the more interesting photos. But then there was the um, kind of a cowboy washing. I think like a Native American's mm-hmm. feet or like an oil mm-hmm. digger. Mm-hmm. Or maybe those were two photos that were similar. Um, then there was um, what looked like I think was a suburban mom washing the feet of maybe a refugee that was getting off of a bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one that was just like a family dinner. It looked like either the son was washing the father's feet or maybe the boyfriend washing the father's feet. Um, I think were there were there any others? Oh, there was somebody who was washing and like a, an alcoholic or an addict's feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was yeah all the major ones. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it flashes these scenes with music playing in the background. Um, and then at the end, it says, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. Mm-hmm. He gets us. He gets us.com. So all kind of put off by this kind of, um, I don't know if it's a, if it's a independent, like that's the name of the organization he gets us, or yep. if it's just a mark, like a, you know, a marketing campaign. No, that is the name of the organization. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Fun, funded primarily by, um, I think, one of the owners of Hobby Lobby. Yes. Who is historically a very conservative, conservative. Uh, even, I don't know, I don't even know what the word evangelical means anymore, so I'm <laughs> trying not to use it. Um, very conservative-leaning Yes. Christian person. He's been pretty outspoken. Yes. Um, and then uh, there's a number. He's not the only <coughs> contributor, but he's one of the only contributors that is not listed anonymously to the organization. Yes. Most other contributors, I think, are anonymous. Mm-hmm. So, so that commercial aired for 60 seconds on mm-hmm. Super Bowl night. And the world lost its mind about it. At least the Christian world did. Yeah. Or the deconstructing world did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really interesting. It is a really, really interesting phenomena or whatever, whatever you want to call it, to watch the way that the Christian world or the Christian pop culture world, maybe, subculture, I don't know. Yeah. The Christian world. Those who are who have a space to have an opinion and they say it, how they are responding to yes. all of this, mm-hmm. um, either in support, but I think mainly what I've seen in like, um, are really mad about it. Yeah, well, and I mean because we because you know we're we're I think we're more a part of conservative evangelicalism again what is evangelicalism but like we're that's more of where we kind of sit closer i would say in general that i am a theological social and political conservative right so people from that camp which is probably why we see more of those response responses i saw i started i didn't watch that i didn't watch a lot of the super bowl and i didn't see the commercial and so i started seeing um, I started seeing people kind of angry about this thing, and I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, "Oh, what are we? What are, what are we angry about?" Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the one of the main questions that I have is: is 
this commercial, are these commercials, this particular one, this foot washing one, is it an accurate representation of who Jesus is and what he came to do? Mm-hmm. Like even the statement, Jesus came to wash feet or, or like Jesus didn't come to promote hate or teach hate or whatever. Yeah. He came didn't to wash teach feet. hate. He yeah. washes feet. Is that an accurate statement? An accurate, is that statement right? Accurate first. Mostly. Like, I think with inside of the context of what I think they're trying to say. Yes. Well, I mean, like, and we can't, I, I don't know that we can even judge the intention of what they were trying to say. We can only judge what sure. they said. Right? Yeah. Right. So if we were to say, if I were to say the statement, apart from it's the imagery in the, in the commercial to say, um, Jesus didn't come to teach hate. Yes or no? Yes. Correct. Right. I would say correct. Jesus came to wash feet Mm -hmm. or Jesus not even came to wash feet. Jesus washed feet. I don't know. Like, yeah. Did he? Yes. Yes. Right. And so, okay. Um, Now you take the statement Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to apply it in context to the commercial itself. Right. The images and like, all right, well, does the, the, because a lot of it is like, what what is the com- what is it not saying? What is the commercial saying, and what is it not saying? You're saying that's what people are upset about is that the commercial is not saying some things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that the commercial. Uh, I think people are mostly upset that the commercial is not saying some things. Yes. Yeah. Like, like oh no, people are oh yeah, Jesus came to wash feet, but what he really came to do, what he really came to do, um, was to tell every sinner that they should turn from their sin, repent of their sin and turn towards him. Mm -hmm. And because there was no message of repentance in the commercial, then it's obviously like teaching a false gospel is heretical in its, in its theology or in its teaching. And, you know, it should not be supported by any Christian who, reads the Bible, only yep. progressive Christians, which is interesting um, dynamic. But um, I don't know, is that your kind of like your yeah, commentary th- read on the commercial? Yeah. I think most people who are like angry about it, well, th- no, there's two different camps. There's the people who are theologically angry about it from the p- standpoint of what I think you just said, like... They're saying they're saying that the message of the curb marshal means that Jesus is giving permission for you to live your life however you want, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. And Jesus just loves you no matter what. And kind of this like, right? Yeah. So like, <laughs> which the commercial never says. The commercial doesn't say. The commercial doesn't say that like, and it doesn't even depict Jesus washing. No, these it doesn't. Feet. It doesn't. You know. Um, and. You know, so they're angry because they feel like it lacks this important message of repentance. The other camp of people who um, I think we're running into less of, but like, or maybe more of the liberals or the deconstructionists um, are angry because uh, Christians spent money on a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, <laughs> 
because they're like, well, um, wouldn't it have been better to have gone out and fed people with however many money, how much money was spent on the commercial, which was a large amount. Um, you know, and so I think those are the two camps that are angry. I think theologically, because it's not harsh enough on sin or, um, or practically because we should be spending our money not on getting the message of Jesus out there, but on like just feeding people or that's the one that people always say, they say feeding people or clothing people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, okay. Some important dynamics there. One is, um, yeah, like, like we said, the commercial doesn't depict Jesus actually washing anyone's feet. And, um, and so, there is like they they want Jesus to appear and essentially tell all these sinful people who are getting their feet washed, hey, you know we're gonna we'll, we're gonna serve you, but also we want you to know you need to turn from your sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I look at the gospel when we look at the gospels we see that there was really one only one instance where jesus himself washed the feet of people yes john chapter 13 Mm -hmm. he washed the feet of his disciples yes at the last supper yep um and john john's pretty clear about what was happening there Mm -hmm. and then jesus himself is really clear as to why he was washed or what the foot washing was meant to accomplish. Yep. Right? So John says in chapter 13, um, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that his time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the father, having loved his own who were in the world. He now showed them the full extent of his love. Mm-hmm. So whatever's coming next. He was about to show them the full extent of his love. Um, the evening meal was being served. The devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Mm-hmm. Judas was at the meal. Right. Judas was among those who Jesus was about to yeah. serve. Judas, the guy who went and traded Jesus' life for 30 pieces of silver. Right. Could have very easily been in the commercial. Right. Jesus could have been, you could, that would have been a great, that would have been a great ending clip on that commercial is Jesus washing the feet of Judas. Yeah. Because he did. Jesus knew that the Father had put things all, all things under his power and that he had come from God and was turning to God, establishes his, his heavenly authority, right? So, in verse 4, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin, began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around them. Simon tries to stop him. Yeah. Jesus is like, you don't understand. Like, yeah. I mean, Peter's like, okay, then wash all of me. Yeah, and, wash all of yeah. me, right? Um, then he comes down into verse 12, the end of the little section. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Um, so the 
only time in scripture that we see Jesus washing the feet of anyone else, mm-hmm. he does so for at least a partial purpose of setting an example for what his disciples should do for one another, for mm-hmm. others. Yep. Um, now, you could take a super literalist view on what Jesus said and make the assumption that Jesus was only giving them example for what they were to do amongst themselves. Yes, you could. Right. I don't particularly feel like one another was exclusionary mm-hmm. in Jesus' language, but was rather like, hey, go and do this for others mm-hmm. as well. And so there is a uh, point here where I think you have to like you have to kind of parse out what were the underlying reasons that Jesus got up from the meal and did that because mm-hmm. it essentially describes him stripping down to his underwear mm-hmm. and using his clothing to wash and dry the feet. That is a position and posture of extraordinary vulnerability. Yes. Um, humility, like crazy amounts of humility. Mm-hmm. The Lord of heaven, God had put all things under his feet, John said. So mm-hmm. then he got up from the meal, stripped down to his underwear and washed the feet of the people who had abandoned him, mm-hmm. who would run away from him, who would deny him, who would betray him. So his like could be seen according to the world as the most extreme enemies of Jesus now, right? Um, Jesus was serving them mm-hmm. in a place of humility, in a place of like absolute vulnerability, and then says, "Hey, go and do this for one another, too." Mm-hmm. So, one of my issues with the critique then of this um, with the critique of this is that even in the act of washing people's feet, Jesus was not like, I'm washing your feet. Make sure you repent. Right. I'm walking, washing your feet. Make sure you turn from, or I'm washing your feet. Make sure you don't betray me. I'm washing your feet. Make sure you don't abandon me. Deny me. Yeah. I'm washing your feet. Make sure you don't deny me. It was simply Jesus let the act Mm -hmm. speak for itself. And in, it feels like in modern Christianity, a lot of the times we don't want the act to speak for itself, or we think that the act itself does not speak loudly or comprehensively enough the message Mm -hmm. of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so we got to add our own words to it. Mm -hmm. We got to add our own addendums to it. Um, And this is one of the issues that I have with like ministries that feed people, feed the homeless. It's like a, we will feed you, take this information about our church. Here's food but you have to take this information about the church or come to the church for this meal yeah. and stay for the worship service. Yeah. There was a ministry in Chicago, um, been around for a very long time. And, um, it's primary thing is like, it would feed lunch, but you had to sit and listen to the sermon that was being preached at you while you ate lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I get it. Mm-hmm. Like you want to seize an opportunity to proclaim the gospel in people's lives. But mm-hmm. I am of the personal, like I, I, I am of the personal opinion that for lack of a better term, you, we need to earn the right, the relational right, the, mm-hmm. the relational right to speak the message of the gospel, which is a message of repentance. Mm-hmm. Repent for the kingdom of God, heaven is near, right? That yep. is the message that yep. Jesus came to preach. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that like you, some, like there was not a bait and switch of serving for Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was not like, take this foot washing, but, but here make also make sure that you follow this teaching right he let the act incarnationally speak for itself mm-hmm. yep and and what c- critics of these commercials want to say is that well the commercial didn't go far enough it didn't go far enough in like really proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. because it didn't talk about the offensiveness of sin or the need for repentance or faith in Jesus Christ. Right. It simply said, Jesus doesn't preach hate and they're angry about it. Mm -hmm. They are Christians are foaming at the mouth that all that was said was Jesus doesn't teach. hate. Jesus came or Jesus washed feet. Like, I am out of my dome to try and understand how, like, pointing people towards any aspect of the relationship of, of like, life in Jesus mm-hmm. when they're pre-Christ right. is a win. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute win. Right. So to, to have, you know, like... I want to curse right now. Like I want to swear. I'm so I get fired up about this. Um, to be angry about it, I think is just. I think it's stupid. Because I don't, you know. Sometimes here, I'll I'll give a maybe a, a example that hits home for me a little bit more. Is I'll preach a sermon, mm-hmm. and um, someone will come up to me after the sermon essentially with with a pure heart about it sure why didn't you say this though about it and this 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 about it and the reality is is because well i i we really only have like a 40 minute block and i almost always preach 60 minutes (laughs) so so the, the like it would be next to impossible for me to say everything about one topic in right. one sermon every single week. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you got to preach on Romans six before you can preach on Romans seven. Like, and you can't be mad at me because I said what was in Romans six and not what was in Romans seven. I'll say it next week. Like, right. Right. It's just like, it's just the way it, it's just the way it goes. And so the, I think that there is uh, like a, there's, there's this thing happening where you, when you say something about Jesus, mm-hmm. people feeling like you need to say everything. You need to say it. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. say everything. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I actually don't like, uh, like one of the reasons I don't particularly love a lot of Christian films because 
like your kind of traditional cheesy Christian film is like somehow, you know, the main character has like this, like, you know, terrible things happening to him. And then he sits down with this older guy who's got a Bible and says, you know, and then the guy gives this very simplistic, but hits all of the the markers that people want to hear in a Mm -hmm. gospel presentation. And the guy just goes, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And he gives his life to Christ and the movie ends happily ever after. And the film is meant to try and be its own invitation for someone to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that that doesn't work very well is because films are not meant to, or at least creative storytelling films, are not meant to be that didactic. They're meant to be reflective. They're meant to be interesting, thought-provoking. They're not meant to be a presentation that is saying, you need to think this way and make this decision. That's called propaganda, technically. Mm-hmm. Um and so, like, a lot of the Christian films I like are films that Christians don't like because they don't have the gospel in them explicitly. They have things that point to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is, like, what is the point of a Super Bowl commercial? Like, is the Super Bowl commercial supposed to be a gospel presentation? Yeah. Or is it supposed to be the thing that kind of points to something farther down the road? Yep. And exactly. It's because it's a 60 second commercial. Right. Or a 30 second commercial. Yeah. yeah. Or if you don't like it, raise your own $30 million. Yeah. Go make your and, own commercial. And put your, yeah, put your preacher on the TV and have him preach the message of salvation through repentance. Right. That's what you go buy it. Go buy the airtime. Get, do it. Like, I don't know. Like, I. Watch somebody does. Um. <laughs> what do you think of what? What do? You, what personally do you think about the argument that about the money? Oh, the amount of money that it costs versus like what could have been done with that money. Well, the thing. Okay, so, okay, so um, that was not the only nonprofit to have a commercial, mm-hmm. right? Um, I looked it up. There weren't a ton of nonprofits. Most things were for profit companies, but there was like a political activist. Um, commercial, and then there was um, there was one other nonprofit commercial that that came up. Mm-hmm. So it's not the only nonprofit that took people's money that was donated to them, um, and then uh, and then spent that money on a commercial. Mm-hmm. Not the only nonprofit that did it. Um, nobody else is mad at those nonprofits for getting their message out and not doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. right? And this is, you know, a lot of times is people love Christians when we do things like Christ, but when we get the message out about Christ, somehow we're doing something wrong or bad. Mm-hmm. And from some from a non-believing, you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Jesus, you don't follow, you think the church, church is maybe a dubious nonprofit at best, like then yeah, like you're not going to like when we get our message out there Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't believe the message, you don't trust the message, you don't think the message is worthwhile, and so you're like, well, I just want you to put your money towards the thing I want you to put your money towards is what you're actually saying. But you're not the nonprofit. Right. You're just not. 
And we think, I think, that the gospel is the most important message in the entire world. And I don't think you can put a price tag on that. Like, if you were to say, like, how much is too much to say to present even a portion of the gospel to someone? I can't. I'm not going to find that number. No, not in money, not in, not in monetary value. That's for sure. Not in monetary value. Yeah. And so, um, and so from a from inside of the faith, like it makes so much sense. Um, and like the he gets us organization, like that's th- what they're doing. And the people who gave to that know that's what the organization is doing is about getting out the message. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's. There are other, lots of other Christian campaigns, organizations that are oriented towards meeting physical, practical needs mm-hmm. that are doing that. Yeah. And so if people want to contribute their money to that, like, I kind of just like, it's kind of just a really easy critique, but it's a critique that comes from a place of just like, I just want to tell other people how to spend their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't get to do that. Right. Sorry. It's, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I saw, <coughs> you follow the Babylon Bee? Yes, I do. Well, yeah, <laughs> I do. Was it you that sent it to me? I, I told you about you it. Told I about told it. you about oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they they put out an article about. Um, <laughs> oh, they made a video. Oh, was it a whole video? It was a whole I video mimicking. You tell, you, you tell that. So Babylon Bee put out, made a video. Using actual AI-generated photos, <laughs> displaying different images of Satan, like coming alongside people, and like I don't remember if he had him wash. I don't know. He was like high-fiving them or whatever. I don't remember now. Um, and then uh, at the end, it's like Satan. He gets us. He's okay with like you doing whatever you want to do, like something like that. Mm-hmm. It was essentially it was trying to say, it was trying to equate the message of the "He Gets Us" commercial to a message that Satan would like us to hear. Yeah, really interesting, really interesting take on it or it, commentary. It, well, well, see, here's the thing too: is that the original commercial, the "He Gets Us" commercial, is that there's only one or two. Of the photos that really that, bother people. That really bother people. Really, there's probably one in particular. One, yeah, one or two. Um, and the rest of them are pretty innocuous. At the end of the day, yep. there there are people who, because um, the 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 general idea is let's display people who generally for some for one or two reasons don't get along either historically or now, mm-hmm. and. Let's take the one who seems to have maybe the moral upper hand or the traditional upper hand or the authority, this dominant position, and have them wash the disenfranchised, the less powerful person's feet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like there's just the one that seems like that's a family dinner, the mm-hmm. son washing the father's feet. Uh, there's two protesters washing each other's feet. There's, um, you know... Um, you know, but the ones that people really get angry about, it's only just two of them. Yeah. The priest washing the um, person who we're meant to assume is gay or mm-hmm. something like that. And then the other one where um, somebody is a protester is washing 
uh, a woman's feet outside of a planned parenthood or abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, those are the two that people get really angry about. Right. Because those have like relation to sin plus and or political yeah. things. Well, and one of the critiques that I heard about those ones in particular is it puts the Christian in the place of being the one that needs to humble themselves to service. Like they were upset that the message was like a, what do you mean in the in that relationship that it's the Christian that's the one that needs to do the, the feet washing? Why can't the, you know, like what's the, why are we... Why do we have to take the place of humility when they're the ones that need to repent? And I'm like, because we follow Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's Holy the answer. God. Like, what are we talking about here? So that was that, that. Yeah, that was another. Yeah, because we follow Jesus. Yeah, because Christ loved us first while we were still enemies. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans five eight. Yeah, like. We cannot, like, if we are constantly making the moral expectations of being a maturing Christian, like, if we make that the starting point of someone who does not follow Jesus, they will never follow Jesus. Because Mm -hmm. what we're giving them is a list of rules and not inviting them into a relationship. And that's kind of the whole point of the commercial is to say, Jesus understands who you are, where you're at, where you're from. Gets us. He gets you and he wants to wash your feet. He wants to invite you into relationship. Mm -hmm. Come check him out. Mm -hmm. That's, that's an invitation. There it is. Yep. Yep. There it is. So, I mean, like my verdict on the commercials are like, good job. Good job. Would I like to have the opportunity to have further conversation with people who are intrigued about the message of Jesus from the He Gets Us commercials? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because do I believe that there is more to the gospel than that? Yes, I do. But I'm not going to sit over here and, you know, foam at the mouth that didn't say everything and swear off the he gets us campaign as being somehow progressive or too progressive or too conservative i've heard both of that really and yeah and so therefore like just i will say it was a little cartoonish and i don't mean that stylistically but it's yeah. trying to say something quick and snappy so Correct. It's, i mean it's a super it's a super bowl commercial right you have the largest tv audience in the world mm-hmm. at that moment so yeah anyway tell us in the comments if you're watching a place where you can comment youtube primarily i guess what you thought yeah or what you think of the commercials uh we didn't really say anything about the other one because i don't really there's not really any commentary about the other one Yeah, no one's talking about the other one it was also very short but like um again we agree with it like yep. mm-hmm. uh, and do i believe that there's more to the message Yes, I do. Do I agree that you have to say everything that there is to say in the message in one 60-second block in the middle of the Super Bowl? No, I don't. Um, but comment and tell us what you think. Yep. You can also send us any questions, comments, um, thoughts that you have, reflections on what you heard today or what you've heard in another episode. Our texting line, if you want to text in a question, is 716 201 
If you would love to, we would love to have you subscribe, like this podcast, share it with your friends, share it on social media, and we will see you next week. See you then.